listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I want to talk today about overthinking, that old gem. And I want at the end of the podcast to be able to give you a way of stopping it, stop the overthinking, stop the destructive what if style of thinking any of those types of thoughts that run through your head that are really intrusive, you didn't ask for them, and they're also swaying the way that you think and the way that you think of yourself as a rider and the way that you ride. These things can be stopped. You really can stop overthinking. And it's like putting a handbrake on, but until you realise there's a handbrake, then you won't know what to do. Now, let me just say a few words about overthinking. I'm sure we know loads about it because most of us do it. But having those continuous thoughts, commentaries, especially if they're negative, dominating our thoughts, not only impacts the way that we ride, but causes so much fatigue. You know, you get so tired mentally, especially if something's whirring round and round, but you also then get physically quite tired. Wouldn't it be great if the amount of energy that we spend thinking about those thoughts, paying attention to those thoughts, being ground down by the thoughts, that amount of energy that we spend doing that could be channeled into our physical riding or maybe, you know, doing some visualizations, thoughts that we're getting kind of reinforce a certain situation in that your mind is picking them up, your mind is listening in all the time, your unconscious mind loves to eavesdrop and it doesn't have that critical thinking faculty. So it's believing everything. It's taking it a hundred percent true, a hundred percent of the time. And it's therefore giving you a certain behavior in that you, you might feel nervous and you might be acting in a nervous way, or you might be doubting yourself and you're riding very cautiously, defensively, all of those things your thoughts are kind of influencing not only your mental state, but your emotional state and your physical state as well. So I want you to think of a poor old mind that does take everything very, very literally. Imagine that mind being bombarded with panic-ridden words and descriptions every waking moment. So it's no wonder that the unconscious starts to make us feel bad, be that nervous or that we feel that we lack some kind of self-belief. The unconscious mind is trying to protect us because we have allowed our mind to generate these negative thoughts 
which it's like this terrible, vicious cycle, isn't it? And then those negative thoughts feed into the emotional centers, which causes certain emotion, which causes us to act in a certain way. And because we're feeling nervous, the horse might be feeling nervous, but also then it's feeding more into your negative self-talk. So it goes round and round. So imagine for a second that we could jam that constant stream of negative dialogue. Imagine we could do that. Imagine we could interrupt it and we could stop it. And that's what we can do. And we can do it in several ways. And I'm going to give you a few pointers in a moment. I want to say, first of all, something about thoughts. Because for a lot of us, we have a constant drivel going through our heads. And I know this because I'm one of these people. And I was thinking about it as I was driving to the yard today. And I was thinking about thinking. And I thought, gosh, my my brain just seems to do a running commentary all the time. So my brain is constantly thinking about something you know, it, it could just be what I'm going to do that day. It could be something like I mustn't forget to do something at the yard. It could be a shopping list. It doesn't really matter. My brain is sending me this constant chatter all the time. And it's it's usually positive or neutral. Occasionally it's negative. It's usually me complaining about something. But I've learned to override it. And that's what's important that when we are overthinking, we know that we have got the handbrake. We know that we can stop this pattern because that's all it is. It's a habit and it will flow freely and it will almost freewheel the thoughts round and round until we stop it. And knowing that we have got that handbrake, we are in control, is incredibly powerful in itself. And with practice, it really, really helps to stop the negative chatter. And for a lot of people, that's all they need. That will then turn off the negative emotions, which help them then to feel a bit better in the saddle. So they relax a bit more, so they ride better. So the thoughts become better and more positive and we get a much more positive cycle going on rather than the negative one. So it all starts with us. It starts with us overriding those thoughts. Now for about 10% of the population, and I think I'm one of these people, then those thoughts really do dominate what goes on in your head. And for those people, those are auditory digital people then they will hear those conversations with themselves constantly. Other people are more visual, more auditory, more kinesthetic, more about doing and feeling. Now everyone will have a little bit of auditory digital to their personality type and they will use the internal chatter to some degree. AD people, auditory digital people, do often have this constant commentary though, constant conversation. And like I say, most of it is drivel. It tends to just be thinking about all kinds of abstract and random things. 
Also, AD people are very, very left brain. They're quite logical and rational and they try to find logical and rational answers to things, which is why they are probably more towards the overthinking because it's a natural style of being for them to think and have the words. And so overthinking is just a little step further. So all of us are in and out of thoughts all day long. And we often talk ourselves in and out of things all day long. So various plans or dreams or goals, they're all in there. And we're making ourselves feel more motivated or demotivated for them. And the nice thing that when we're thinking about thinking is that none of this actually matters. Thoughts are simply stories that we tell ourselves and they're no more real than a story. So that's the great thing is that thinking, whether it's overthinking, positive thinking, negative thinking, those thoughts are just thoughts. They're about as solid and about as reliable as clouds. And they're just about as powerful as a high, wispy cloud on a summer's day. They only have power if we give it to them. So if we don't pay those thoughts attention, we don't give them power. And if they don't have any power, then that commentary often stops, slows, changes, and then we can move on. So what I would do with these following techniques and ideas is that I would do them when you're fully relaxed, when you're really calm, where you're centered, you're grounded, and then you can start to apply them perhaps when you are lower on resources. But get them into your mind while you know what to do. You, you don't have any pressures of having to stop overthinking. You can simply practice. And as with all new habits, remember to practice often. So maybe once a day or more than that if the thoughts are really getting on your nerves. So what I want you to do first of all is to think about a time when you know that you were overthinking. Think about that time, bring that memory back and as you think about that time, what were you actually saying to yourself? What were the words? Can you remember a phrase or can you get the gist of a phrase? If you weren't sure exactly what you were saying to yourself, imagine a speech bubble coming out of your mouth. Imagine a picture of yourself at that time. You've got the speech bubble coming out of your mouth. What would you have been saying? Now, think about that phrase. And I want you to just think about how you would have presented it to yourself, how it would have sounded. And notice the feelings that were present. 
So you can hear the words or maybe you can see them and you know the emotions that were present too. Now I want you to take that phrase and slow it down. Slow it right down. Slow it down a lot. Not just half time, but maybe a quarter time or a tenth. So you've got a good second or two between the words. Notice how the feelings change as you do that. Now say the phrase even slower. Hear each word pulled out, drawn out. And long gaps between each and every word. If you're doing this visually, you'll be able to see that speech bubble and you'll be able to see the letters of each word spread out further and further and further and then the spaces between each word bigger and bigger and bigger. Notice now how the feelings are changing for the better. And now slow that phrase down even more so that you can take a full deep breath between each word. So that's an inhale and an exhale, even slower than I've just done. So you're seeing the letters drawn out. You can have long gaps between each word, enough for you to breathe in, breathe out, Say the next word in slow motion. Can you even do two or three breaths between each and every drawn out word of that phrase? And when you do this, the words seem to lose meaning. Either you burst out laughing because it's so silly or you can't kind of get that same feeling back because the words are so stretched out. You've got the gaps between them getting longer and longer and longer. And all of a sudden, the meaning that you placed on that phrase is disappearing or has fully disappeared. And certainly the emotions, it's difficult to conjure up emotions because it sounds so ridiculous. And if you're of an age and you remember the Charlie Brown Peanuts cartoon, I always think of it like the teacher's voice. I'm not going to do an impression. If you know, you know. But that's a good one as well to change your inner talk into that teacher's voice. So now how on earth do you adapt it for when you're in the moment? In the moment needs to be something that comes to you quite automatically. And so practice whilst you're calm, away from riding, away from the yard, and then get used to be able to doing it really quickly in that you know, I'm overthinking, I need to stop. All I'm going to do is stretch out this sentence, stretch out each word, each gap between the words until the emotion disappears. So you'll know when you're doing it 
correctly and you'll know when you're doing it enough because you won't feel those negative emotions anymore. I would practice this a few times before you tried it in a more pressurized situation. And then you can just practice as the negative thoughts come into your mind. So it's the awareness first, then the practice, and then it's second nature. And either you do it automatically or you find that you don't have a need to do it anymore. One last thought. I love this quote. It's from Michael Neal. And he says, don't believe everything you think. It's a good one, isn't it? Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again soon.